You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye Welcome to Hit the Books, the only weekly fantasy booking podcast in the universe. I am your host, as always, Ryan. Sorry, Hammermaster. With me, as always, who almost spilled all of his drink out of his mouth, is always Hammer Glove. Hammer Glove, how are you doing? What's up, Hammermaster? We're the Hammer Bros, and this is our show. This is, the, this, is this is our show. Uh, uh, hit the hammers. Hit the ha- <laughs> hammer. The books. Hammer the books. That's uh, yeah. I guess that works. That still works. The verb of hammer. Yeah. Uh, these uh, because we have our new overlords in WWE. We have accepted our retribution names. Our new retribution names. I am Hammer. I am Mikey Hammer Glove Man Freddy. I am Ryan Hammer Master Nightsy. Thank you, everybody, for joining this ret- Hammer the Books Retribution uh, podcast. We're only going to be discussing Retribution from here on out. You know what's funny? I was actually, like, really – I was actually, like, for this intro, I've been, like, over the course of a week, I've been really, really thinking about what my nickname would be. Mm-hmm. And I came up with a few, and then that generator came out, and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God not to do that anymore. Mikey, just- I thought I – thought, Magma Spike. <laughs> Magma Spike? Oh, for your retribution name? My retribution name, Magma Spike. Magma Spike is, is great. Mikey, this, since this is a retribution podcast, we we have to talk about it. Who's your favorite member of retribution, and why is it Slapjack? <laughs> <laughs> it's Slapjack because that name sounds so... Like, I can picture... I can picture... Here, Here it is. Here's the scene. They're backstage. Retribution's backstage, and Vince is like, "All right, we need to give you guys names now." I'm thinking for you, big guy. You're gonna be Mace. All right, it's cool. It's uh, it's hip. It's uh, you're gonna get him, and you know, like he's my favorite rapper. It's painful. And then uh, you. Oh my god! I need to remember all the other names. You, how do you not? There's only three names. It's obviously Mace, What's the- T-Bar, and Slapjack. That's right. Okay, we got you, big guy. You're gonna be Mace, and then you, you're gonna be T-Bar. That one's pretty cool. You know, it hits a little bit. It's a short name. I think people are gonna remember it pretty easily. And then you, you Put have the, the best name of them all. You're gonna be Slapjack, baby. Oh, that name hits you like a truck. Somebody give me a beef rap. I'm surprised one and, of them and, wasn't and, named Beef Rap. Vince Vince finishes beef his rap. Vince also another his, uh, good retribution name. Vince finishes his Beef Rap and he just has the plate left over. And you're gonna need mass. So uh, Slapjack, uh, put this on. <laughs> <laughs> just take some scissors, make a mouth hole. You know, do the thing and go out there, Slapjack. We also bought the uh, we also bought the pain prop from the Batman movies for whoever wants this one. T-Bar, I got clippers. Let's shave that head. <laughs> and you two, the ladies, just go out there. That's Do they it. have names? No, not yet. 
I saw I saw they I saw that some uh somebody said they should be called Bebop and Rocksteady. They should. Because they all just sound like Ninja Turtle villain names. They they do. They do <laughs> certainly. Uh it's uh I'm you know after those three No, names... because they can't be Bebop and Rocksteady because Seamus was Rocksteady. That is true. The fact that uh those that is the case, I wonder if like like the fact that how retribution came out and people are already making fun of it so hard. Do you think like the ladies are like, okay, can we have like actually good names? <laughs> but I don't want to be like, listen, I don't like my, my AMs like, listen, I don't want to be slapjack, please. <laughs> I don't, I, would I don't prefer, want something like slapjack. Anything else. I would else. prefer not to be called slapjack, please. 20 bucks. It's going to be something like, like blue thunder or something <laughs> well someone someone made a comment and i bringing this up because i am not of the uh tool variety um <laughs> apparently all of these are like tools and stuff like a t-bar is a thing you use obviously a mace is something as well a mace is a weapon <laughs> well it's a tool to murder is it a tool slapjack slapjack is also a weapon are these all just weapons? These are all just it? these are all just weird weapons. Weird weapons. Okay, so is my AM gonna be like flail? <laughs> flail could be one. Flail's a not not a bad guess. Ah, call one of them Claymore. Fuck. It's taken. Dang it. Uh huh. What's it? What's like a wild weapon? Is somebody is listen? They're gonna be called. <laughs> the women are gonna be called nunchucks. <laughs> Nun and Chucks. Because they're the tag team. And they're going to be a tag team, Nunchucks. Oh, my God. Or Nunchucks. Is it Nunchucks or Nunchucks? I don't know, dude. I don't... It's retribution. Who cares? <laughs> um. God, I can't believe that... <laughs> you're, you're Mia Yim on the indies for years grinding killing up it, your name killing it in nxt go goes to the may young classic does fairly well reworks her gimmick a little bit comes back into the may young classic then gets hired killing it in nxt and then gets called up to the main roster just to be put on a team with t-bar slapjack and mace wear a mask that is constantly falling off your face <laughs> Like, it's cool for them to get to the main roster. It's cool for any person. But, like, Jesus, what a handicap to start from. To try to get yourself over by being... How does one get themselves over as Slapjack? As (laughs) T-Bar. Like, at the end of the day, your name's T-Bar, you know? At the end of the day, your name's Slapjack. Like, no matter how cool you are, you know? <laughs> uh, should we just get into the show? Let's get into the show. If you're new here, not uh, not only are we a retribution podcast, we are a fancy booking, realistic fancy booking podcast. And what that means is that every single week, Mikey and I write our own versions of SmackDown and Raw. That's right, our own versions. We can write better shows than them. No retribution be found here. But uh, so we have our own versions of Raw and SmackDown. We've hold been on, writing. hold on. Let me change something. Oh, oh, 
Oh, I got a, the NXT call up and says, "Ooh, I call get rid up of retribution." NXT call up retribution. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, no retribution here. Every single week, Mikey and I write our own versions of Raw and SmackDown, present them to each other and to you, the audience, where then you can go vote on which card you thought was better. Was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? Go vote on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod to get that started. And of course, the loser of that vote. Uh, we'll have to get the randomizer hit on them. They're basically a giant list of items where you can get injuries and all this other stuff. Because anyone can do like fancy booking stuff, but we're basically trying to make it as realistic as possible here. So those injuries and stuff are realistic. They have to happen. Oh, they don't have to happen, but they do happen in real life. So we're going to play it up here as well. And uh, Mikey, I got the poll results in from last week. Are you ready to know who won? Yeah. The winner of last week's episode 23 poll was SmackDown. All right. 60% of the vote. Finally, finally got a win back under my belt. Yes, that brings the... I was on a big, I was on a big losing slash tie streak, and I couldn't get over that hump, and I'm finally glad that I did. That's true. You've been hit, hit the randomizer a lot. Uh, that brings the total record of SmackDown 6, Raw 11, ties 6. You're tied with ties, Mikey. I'm tied with ties. Great. Yes. Um, so congratulations to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I think that I think that's you had a better card than me. A lot. My card was not really maybe the greatest for a go home show, but you know I had to do some things, uh, and I think you just had a better card. So good job. Thank you. But I'm gonna blow you out of the water this week. No. Because raw. Honestly, I think I have a fairly decent Raw. Fairly... I, have an, I think I have an okay SmackDown as well. I think I think I have a pretty good Raw here. And I'm very excited. I'm not trying to. I'm not going to try to oversell it, but I think it's pretty good. Okay, well then let's get into it. Uh, who shall go first? Um. Well, since I won the poll, why don't you start us off? Sure. Uh, and I should say uh, before we officially start off, I I we adopted a new kitten. His name's Tucker. Uh, currently we're in the progress process. Are you sure? Are you sure it's not Slapjack? No, it's not. Well, hold on. Is it's it Slap late. Cat? Slap <laughs> Slap Chop. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we have a new kitten. We're currently in the process of introducing our new kitten to our old cat, Jude, uh, who has been a frequent guest on the show and might be making another appearance very soon. Jude, please don't jump up onto Daddy's desk while he's recording. Oh, and he's done it. <laughs> uh, I know my cat all you too well. You asked for it. You said, please don't. And the cat was like, all right. <laughs> uh, I love him too much. But so because uh, I, the only reason I bring this up is for audio reasons. Uh, you may or may not hear little kitten meows in the background the entire time. Uh, because of how you have to inter- introduce kittens uh, or, or a cat to a new uh, previous ca- household cat, uh, you kind of have to separate them for a while. So there's a kitten that's in a r- in the bathroom, uh, master bathroom uh, behind the door, and he's been there for the past several days with obviously food, water, and litter. But uh, you might just hear little kitten meows. There is a cat hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> Exactly. I forget every time, and I'm so scared. There's litter all over the floor. There's toys all over the floor. Um, I have cuts all over my body because it's a kitten, so his claws are always out. He doesn't know how to like per- like keep put them in and mm-hmm. not do things. And he climbs me like a tree. Uh, but either way, so I just wanted to say that audio wise, you might hear like kitten meows every once in a while. 
uh, throughout the show. So just be on the and it will be adorable. It will be adorable, but I I'm not I'm not kidnapping a cat. Just <laughs> I just want that to be clear. Uh, I'm doing my best. And my my one my first cat Jude, he's getting there. He first couple days he was hissing and growling, not attacking, but very defensive with the kitten. Uh, and now he's starting to warm up. There's like there he's hissed like once or twice, but not really much at all. He's pl- they're playing a lot underneath the door frame. Uh, so we were getting there. I'm very proud of Jude because last night was a good good moment for him. So I'm very. I'm proud glad of him. we got. I'm glad we're getting cat updates. Yeah. Well, I like I tweeted out. Uh, uh, Tucker's a brand new member of the show, so I I think it's all the more reason to uh, since he can't be here to speak for himself. I'll speak for him on his behalf. Fair enough. We'll, we'll update the host page to add Tucker and Jude. <laughs> Please do. Uh, speaking of, I don't have a great transition. Moving into uh, Monday Night. What Raw. your opening segment on Raw doesn't involve any cats? No, it involves the big dog. Roman ah, there Reigns. it is. There's Roman the Reigns opens. Enough talking about cats. Now we're on the big dog. He opens up Raw again with Keith Lee's WWE Championship. You know, Roman Reigns is officially the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Uh, but Keith Lee has been kidnapped for a number of weeks, just like my kitten. I mean, never mind. Uh, Roman says that it is now official after Clash of Champions. This, pointing to the WWE Championship, is mine. He turns to LLC, who are who have flanked him. Lashley, Cesaro, thank you for your service. You are officially relieved of your duties. Roman and both of the Usos pull out the fattest of stacks and hand Whoa. them all to Lana and the LLC leave. So they've been officially paid for their job and they're gone. I like the idea of the, like, it's like the Usos and Roman and then LLC and each of Roman and the Usos pull out one stack exactly. and like at the same time hand it to them. And then they all three stick out their hands and accept the payment at the same time. No, it's I'm doing like, it. Sync. I like that idea. I like that idea, but it's not in sync. It's backstreet. Um, but they're all going to hand it to Lana. Cause Lana is the uh, uh, person in charge of the LLC. I, I hated that joke by the way. Like all my jokes, uh, Roman turns back to the camera. Uh, dead, you know, deadpan, straight as serious as ever into the camera. Uh, I've said this before that I've said before that this is my yard. That statement holds true. I am the person leading this generation of superstars into the future, and you all will thank me when it's done. Roman raises the WWE Championship one more time, and that's it. That's the show opener. I like it. I like I like the the payment of LLC being like, okay, you're good. Yep, he's done. He's accomplished. Roman has accomplished what he's needed. We kidnapped to. the champion. You're good. We've accomplished what we've done. I no longer need your services. Get out of here. They've been paid off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, moving in match one, Mikey. Sure. We got Elias versus Ricochet. All right. A one-on-one match. I want to point out that there's a certain somebody watching this match from behind, from the back. That certain, from behind. From behind. From be- I, did I say that joke last time? Did I say that yeah. last time? Watching, watching them from behind. Anyway, who is it? It is MVP. Ah, nice. As MVP is watching this match from the back, Ricochet gets the win. MVP watching from behind Ricochet the whole match. Mm-hmm. Copying very, his every move. It's very annoying. Very Damien uh, Sandow-esque. And it's kind of incredible how, how MVP learned all of Ricochet's moves. Said. Hey! Yeah. Like, with with, with, with his, his age. 
Well, yeah, he was. He, well, he had to learn all that because he was really prepping for uh, Lucha Underground back in the day. Exactly. Even though he never premiered, but that's uh, on him. <laughs> uh, cut to backstage, <laughs> and there's a yelling match between Naomi and Bianca Belair. A yelling match. Yes, it's oh, no. not. There's no ring bell to make it official, but match it's, number two, a match yelling match. <laughs> Uh, Belair is yelling at Naomi for getting involved in her match at Clash of Champions, where she was uh, uh, challenging Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's Championship, and there was a failed interference attempt by Naomi. Dang. Uh, Naomi yells at Belair for not saving her a number of weeks ago and just sort of walking out, allowing Naomi to get choked out by Baszler. Uh, the two go back and forth. Fair argument. Fair argument. The two go back and forth until Naomi tells Belair to just stop. Naomi says that they're better than this. They need to be better than this. We can't fight over this shit. We need to stick together. Bianca Man, agrees. Yes, we're Chuck Taylor screaming. Yes, Bianca agrees with the sentiment. The two hug it out. They make up and leave. All right. I like I, I, I like them making up. I hope it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> the the fear of every WWE tag team. <laughs> I like them. I like that. Please stay together. Please work. Uh, moving right along into the official match number two, it's the Viking Raiders versus the Usos. All right. I like this match. Yes. Uh, and it is going to be the Viking Raiders get the win. Cool. Cool. Over the Usos. The Usos are a team that I feel like I should be pushing more, especially their alignment with Roman, but I just have it. I I mean, it's a big win. It's a big win for the Viking Raiders for sure. That's true. And they're coming off of a loss at a pay-per-view. So they got to keep up the, uh... Some momentum, you know. They mm-hmm. can't just fall back in the wayside immediately. Uh, backstage interview with Shayna Baszler. Baszler says that at Clash of Champions, you saw what I did in the ring. I used my MMA background to get the EST to TAP. Nice. Because that's the thing Bianca Belair doesn't Got him. <laughs> Got him. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the thing Bianca Belair doesn't have. She could be the fastest. Or the strongest. But, see, I'm the smartest and the toughest in that ring. You, can, you can't you can be fast with a torn Achilles. You can't well, be strong with a broken shoulder. I know how to tear you apart in that ring, in the octagon. Wherever I am, I will take you apart. The interviewer asked about an apparent challenge by Naomi for next week. Bezos says, she doesn't care. Give me the match. The result will be the same. There's a reason I'm called the Submission Magician Naomi, and you will find out next week. I don't know why, but just like Shayna Baszler coming to the ring in like a like a, a fancy suit and being like, I am the Submission Magician. <laughs> Ta-da! And then like a bunch Ta-da! of doves, doves fly one, out. And someone just, someone just taps out. <laughs> just like, she has somebody in the submission, it just goes like, and then they tap out like she's just like a <laughs> magic wand. Exactly. It's like a, a I get I guess what would be a cooler God, what's the name of that wrestler? Fanta- Fantasio? What's that? I, I have no idea. It was like a it was a magician you've see, definitely seen this picture, Mikey, and I'm going to share my screen for you and I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but you've definitely seen fa- I believe it's Fantasio is how you pronounce I it. Didn't I have not actually you've never seen this person? No. This is this guy appeared, I think, for one match in WWF back in the day, and, and then uh, never again. Yes, he was he was a magician. 
And that's it. (laughs) That was the whole gimmick. A wrestling magician. That was the entire gimmick. It didn't work. There was at one point in time recently where uh, they were pitching me around the idea of Braun Strowman becoming a magician. Incredible. Um, And that also didn't really. Nobody can write for this guy, huh? (laughs) Not us, nor Vin. Nor Vinny Mac. Uh, No one knows what to do with this guy. You've burned him. You've burned him too much. (laughs) Um, Let's keep the show rolling Moving on with match number three It's going to be Sheamus versus Grand Matalik Of course Lindsay Dorado in his corner And Grand Matalik getting the win Easy I guess technically Kalisto's back But uh, I'm not going to use him (laughs) Now that I think about it (laughs) I just remember that Kalisto's back So I guess I have him Um just remember that. <laughs> there you go. Just popped into my head. <laughs> you returned to SmackDown a couple weeks ago, and I totally forgot that I can use him again. There but uh, here we are. Uh, so Sheamus versus Grand Metal League with Dorado in his corner. Sheamus is acting really cocky this entire match mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, he's the Intercontinental Champion. He knows he's better than you. And he, whether or not you know it is of your own accord. Um, <laughs> but wrong wrestler, but okay. Uh, but this cockiness ends up leading to his downfall when Grand Metalik pins him with a roll-up. I called it. You called it? Well, hold on. What? I literally just, I, b- before you went into your whole spiel about losing Kaliso, I was like, you said Sheamus versus Grand Metalik, and I went, Grand Metalik wins, obviously. And he does. I was correct. You were right. Now Sheamus... I am the Nostradamus of booking. How dare you? Sheamus is obviously shocked at this sort of uh, loss. But uh, a big ups to Grand Metalik. Yeah, that's dope, actually. I'm kind of excited for that. Yes, babe. pinning the IC champion, by the way. Yeah, anytime it's like a match where it's like, wow, obviously Sheamus is going to win. Or like, obviously one person's going to win, and then that person doesn't win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get like, I'm like, ooh, something cool's going to happen now. Ooh, ooh. Uh, next up, we have a video package. It's sort of recapping and showcasing the two women's tag team championship matches from Clash of Champions. That mm-hmm. being the women's tag team championship triple threat between Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley retaining their titles versus Contazaro, Knox, and then the team of Niven and LeRae. Uh, but then we also recap the tag match of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross losing to Jax and Tamina. So that means only one thing, Mikey. <gasps> Next up, match number four. For the Women's Tag Team Championship. What? It's Nia Jax and Tamina versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. A women's tag match? Yes. On Raw, baby. Uh, Awesome. So, you know, it's kind of... In my head, I kind of had that that match of Bliss and Cross and Jax and Tamina being a number one contenders. Um, So Nia Jax and Tamina are challenging for the titles tonight. And guess what, Mikey? Jax and Tamina win. Whoa, I have a little bit of a promo to change up, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Probably should have consulted you since these titles are kind of ours. It's not that big of a deal. It's just like one little tiny line I have to switch up. It's fine. (laughs) Thoughts on that, though? Nia Jax and Tamina, your new women's tag team champions. All right. All right. I like it. I like new tag champions, but I'm kind of bummed that um, uh, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley lost them because I really like that team a lot. 
Me too. Me too. But I I have plans for all of these people involved, and I hope that I can accomplish it. But Fair enough. you know, we'll see what happens. I guess Nia Jackson Tamina so. get the win, and you know my girl Tamina's getting that title, first ever title in Hell WWE yeah, history. Give Hell her yeah, that Tamina. Give her that title, baby. Woo! Next up, a backstage interview with one Alistair Black. Wow, the title match is not even the main event, huh? No, it was not. And, I'll, and I didn't even tell you what the main event is, but you'll be excited for it, I think. Black says that Roman has exceeded in what he has set out to do, but apparently I have not. But I know. Okay. I know what I must do to conquer Roman Reigns. I must set myself on a new path. Alistair leaves, but... In the background of this interview, we see the all-too-familiar shadow of a very familiar rabbit. Oh, man. If it, Listen, if anyone has the dark knowledge to take down the Fiend, it's going to be Alistair Black. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming when, uh, with Rabbit, you meant, um, oh, fuck, what's its name? Ramblin' Rabbit? Ramblin' Rabbit, yeah. Yes, indeed. Rambling Rabbit. The shadow of Rambling Rabbit is cast on the background of this interview. I love it. (laughs) Yes. I love the menacing shadow of Rambling Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like the idea of it so much. Like, sometimes, like, in a lot of interviews, it's like a big menacing shadow, and then it's just a stupid puppet. When they do that, a lot of times, you just see Rabbit in the background, and it's like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. But I like the idea of like rabbit, like it's very, it's way more subtle. Where like the shadow that's being cast is of a rabbit. Speaking of, speaking of Ramblin' Rabbit, okay, I know my Halloween costume this year, and it's gonna be Bray Wyatt. because <laughs> I could do it, costume style. I could do it, uh, uh, co- closet cosplay style. That's what I meant. They're gonna say costume style. <laughs> no, closet cosplay style. I have all the stuff I need, basically. I have that red sweater. I have. The pants, the shoes, just got to get the gloves. And I'm thinking about getting maybe like one of like the, the puppets, but they're oh, like pensive. That's yeah. Well, yeah. WWE is like, we're going to milk this dry. Uh, just real quickly. This just in Mikey, according to at wrestle votes on Twitter, uh, who is a very comparable, uh, person that, you know, puts out a uh, very good, uh, you know, sort of information behind the scenes information from all these shows. Uh, heard he's heard, they heard, I should say that at one point, the females in retribution needed names on Monday for TV. Thankfully that got scrapped. One of the names, <laughs> thankfully, one of the names was going to be shatter. Shatter. I don't hate it. I don't think I hate Shatter as much as the other ones. I don't love it. I mean, no, I don't love it, but it's not like as bad as Slapjack. Slapjack is Slapjack is bad. T Bar is bad. Mace is bad. Shatter. Mace. Mace, To be fair, Mace is probably the best one. Um. Yeah. I think Mace is like the one that has the potential to sound coolest. Yeah, because it's spelled differently. Spell with an S. Whoa! <laughs> but I want to make sure to let you know that. Are, you, are we sure it's not maze like corn? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I like the idea of it being maze. 
Um, anyways, moving on into your main event, Mikey. It is nonetheless Daniel Bryan taking on Seth Rollins. One-on-one, seconds are banned from ringside. Love that. So this is a one-on-one matchup here. And the winner is Mikey, Seth Rollins. All right. Seth Rollins getting a big win. I like that a lot, actually, over Daniel Bryan because it builds this feud a little more. Mm -hmm. After the match, Bryan grabs the mic, you know, while recovering from the match. You know what they do when when Rollins leaves and Bryan's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, don't you walk away from me. Bryan says that Rollins knows what happened at Clash of Champions. We challenge you for those Raw Tag Team titles. Where is your response, Rollins? We want the match. The WWE Universe wants the match. Do what Rollins gives us. Give us that match. For weird the... how weird how he's requesting this match after losing to Rollins. But sure, okay. uh, he wants the tag match for the greater good. Rollins stops walking <laughs> the up. Greater the... good. He stops walking up the ramp to think, cracks a smile, then continues walking out and leaves. And that is how we close Monday Night Raw. I'm sure we'll get a definite answer next week. <laughs> yes, we will. I already have it written out. <laughs> but yes. I like the, the I like the tease though. Yes, thoughts on the card, Mikey. Pros, cons, thoughts, comments, concerns. I like it. I like the card. Uh, you got new champions crowned. Uh, we got a big challenge that's uh, up in the air from uh, Daniel Bryan officially throwing it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the the main event match. It's a big. That's like a dream match. I think. I, I think um, that's a first time match we've ever done. Really? Uh, at least I don't think I've done that match on Raw. I don't remember when we had Seth Rollins on SmackDown. I don't think we had Daniel Bryan either. I don't think I don't, sure. I, I don't think we had Daniel Bryan at that time. Oh no, because he was still injured. I think. Probably. I think, I think that sounds the, right. I think I think this is like the first time the two have competed in our universe against one another. I like that. And big first time matchup. I I don't want to give it away here, but I feel like it's possible that it's the first time they've ever competed one on one in WWE. I don't remember a single time when that's the case. I'm looking it up right now. But in the meantime, any other thoughts or ideas coming from Raw as I look that up? I like it. I like the I like the menacing like I said, I like the menacing shadow of Ramblin' Rabbit lurking in the background of Alistair Black's interview. Oh no, uh, they, they have they have competed. If any like I said, if anyone could take down the fiend, it's the uh, the master of the darkness himself, Alistair Black. With his occult knowledge. Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins have competed several times. Uh, ah. <laughs> but uh, in our universe, they would not have competed in 2019 against each other. Uh, so they would have competed last in 2015. This is the first match of theirs in five years, one-on-one. Nice. <laughs> in our universe. Uh, but yeah, so I yeah, I, I appreciate that. Let's move on to... Actually, before we move on, I lost the poll, didn't I? Yes. So uh I must hit you with that randomizer. Yeah, great. Great. I'm rolling it now. Let's see what we get. I'm very intrigued about my I I, I call them cycles. Let's hope this doesn't ruin my laptop. That's true. I call these like Ooh, cycles. Fuck, it's chugging. It's chugging. I, I call these fa- like 
I'm sorry, I hit, hit the randomizer and the fan just went. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope I hope really hope the audio picks that up and just be like, oh Jesus, what oh, man, is it was happening? Ch- it was it was chugging. What's happening over there? Okay, well I I'm sorry. You, okay, go. What were you were gonna say? No, right? no, don't worry about it. What were you, what, go on. What's 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 my what's my fate? The randomizer roll is good for me, and it doesn't affect you. It is a miraculous recovery. One of my wrestlers heals a little bit faster. Okay. Okay. Thank goodness. So, yeah. I'm getting injuries left and right. Thank that God. That sucks. Uh, bad things happen to me. Good things happen to you on those kind of rolls. Someone's getting a miraculous recovery. I mean, it's not that bad because nothing bad actually happened to you. I guess that's true. Um, so what is it? Does D, roll a D whatever to see which injured wrestler is healed faster. So you only have three wrestlers who are injured. Danny Birch for 26 weeks. Roderick Strong for six. Bobby Fish for 17. I never thought I was going to be able to use this dice for real. I actually have a D3. You have a D3? I have a D3. Oh, hit me with that D3, baby. While you're at it, grab a D4. Because that is how many weeks you'll take off their injury. D4 plus one. And D3. So a D, so the D three one number one is Birch, two is Strong, Fish is three. All right, rolling the D three right now. We got a three. So Bobby, Bobby Fish. Fish. Four, D four plus one. I rolled a two, so plus one is three. So I take three weeks off of Bobby Fish's injury. So it goes from seventeen weeks to fourteen weeks. Let me pull up my calendar here to. Uh, assess when his return is happening um he he was only gone for 17 weeks which is bad but it's not too too bad he was scheduled to return january 15th okay maybe that's <laughs> worse Jesus. than i thought what was it three weeks right three weeks yes so now <laughs> he returns christmas December, it's a Christmas miracle! December 25th, Bobby Fish is currently slated it's, to return. It's a Christmas miracle! Congratulations. Bobby Fish comes back on Christmas. How, comes, how wonderful. How great for him to come back the day of Christmas. How wonderful. For, for an episode of SmackDown. <laughs> because SmackDown is happening on Christmas this year. Actually, well, I guess, I guess technically in the real world, he would be like... That would they be probably a... pre-tape it, right? Like, hope I was, about to... I was just saying, I was like, that's probably a pre-taped episode. Hopefully, they should hopefully they should pre-tape it. But wasn't it like last year or like two years ago where Raw was like live on Christmas or something? It was a whole hubba baloo. I don't remember. I feel like that was part of it. But yeah, so congratulations for to you, Mikey, and for Bobby Fish. Not only did you win, and I got away scot free, but not getting anyone injured. But you were able to heal somebody, which I think is way better for you. I like that. I, I needed that because I have a lot of injuries happening right now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I'm glad I got that. Yes. Speaking of, speaking of SmackDown, what's yeah. happening? What's happening that's... on this card, baby? All right, baby. It's Friday night. Time for SmackDown. We got Finn Balor coming to the ring to open up SmackDown. The man himself, not the demon, Finn Balor. We all saw his return as uh, Clash of Champions, and he has something to say. Bet you're all wondering where I've been for this past year. Well, let's just say I was in a pretty dark place, and I resorted to some weird methods to get out of it. 
can't say Lake of Reincarnation because we all know what happened there. <laughs> However, I didn't realize how much of a hold the darkness was getting on me. How it was slowly squeezing tighter and tighter until I became something evil. I mean, you all saw what I became, but that's probably not the story you want to hear. You want to hear how I'm back to myself again. Uh, and it actually started at Extreme Rules after that brutal match with Drew McIntyre. You see, Drew, Drew McIntyre dissected the demon and beat it down like it had never been beaten before. It opened up my eyes and showed me that it wasn't invincible. So I fought and fought and did whatever I could to get rid of the darkness and fight it off. And here I am, standing in front of you as Finn Balor. That's why I helped Drew after his match at Classic Champions as a thank you for helping me expel the darkness that took over me. Drew McIntyre comes to the ring, and he comes to join Finn Balor. Drew grabs a mic and says, Finn, I was actually planning on coming out here and thanking you for helping me on Sunday, but apparently you beat me to the punch. I was trying to be a lone wolf for so long, and I forgot what it was like when someone has your back. So I wanted to thank you by saying, anytime you want a shot at this Universal Championship, you got it. Because you beat something far scarier than I ever was. Balor says, you know what, Drew? I'll definitely take you up on that in the future when I feel like I've earned it. But for now, I want to make sure Finn Balor can still handle himself in a WWE ring. Finn and Drew shake hands, and Drew leaves the ring as Finn prepares for his upcoming match. Ooh, very nice. I love this uh, COVID analogy that we're doing with Finn Balor. About how he, has, he has conquered something evil. <laughs> I was I was more trying to do... It was more for me. It was more of like um, it's more of I don't I don't know what Finn Balor's like personal life is like, but I was trying to make it more of like a a representation of like depression. Okay, okay, I like that too. Oh, I like that a lot. The more I think about it, I like that a lot. Yeah, oh, like uh, that's what I was like trying to go with on that. Oh man, hopefully it comes through. I can hear uh, I can hear thumbs hitting SmackDown in the poll results already. <laughs> dang it, I like that a lot. God so, dang it. It's anyway, so good. <laughs> I can't we we roll right into match one. Uh it's Humberto Carrillo taking on Finn Balor, in which Finn Balor gets the victory, oh, yeah. proving that he can still hold his own in WWE ring. Yeah. I remember uh, to do a little bit of a tangent here. I remember uh somewhere it was an interview somewhere where Finn Balor was talking about how, like, kind of why his his move to NXT happened and why he hasn't used the demon at all in NXT since returning. And he mm-hmm. was sort of saying that, like, part of the reason I just sort of don't want to use the demon is because the problem in WWE is that the demon became so cool and Finn Balor became like a loser. Yeah. So he's just like, if Finn Balor wasn't a cool person, so I was like, I want to make Finn Balor cool again. And I feel like you were already, maybe, after all these months of being the demon, all these, maybe a year at this point of being a demon? It was, it was like a year, exactly. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor. Let's Finn, make Finn Balor cool again. <laughs> Hashtag make Finn Balor cool again. <laughs> make Balor cool again. There we go. There it is. That's a better hat, because I don't think that's enough characters. <laughs> Hashtag make Balor cool again. I love it. I love it. And beating Humberto Carrillo. Good job. I think that's also yeah. a very interesting match. I imagine a very simple five-minute, ten-minute match probably, but I, I yeah. feel like yeah, that's no, a cool nothing match. crazy. Yeah. All right. After that uh, match where Finn Balor gets the victory, we have 
Ember Moon and Sasha Banks coming to the ring, and Sasha Banks grabs a mic. I told you, I told you all at Clash of Champions, you'd see the return of the boss, and look what happened. She raises her new title high. I beat Bailey, and I won the SmackDown Women's Championship. I sent poor little Bailey running with her tail between her legs, and I showed everyone who runs this division. Ember Moon steps up and takes the mic from Sasha. Asuka, our war is over. I came out on top and was indefinitely the last woman standing. Now, I have my eyes set on a new prize. Ember turns around and clocks Sasha with the microphone. Ah, and there it is. Her down before someone runs out to make the save. And guess who it is? It's Bailey. She chases off Moon and helps Sasha to her feet. Sasha looks at Bailey, confused, as Bailey leaves the ring without a word spoken between the two. Interesting. Interesting. Very. I'm very intrigued by this. I'm not surprised at all by Ember Moon turning on Sasha Banks. I think. I yeah, think no, that was that was like that was like the the the, the most obvious thing in the universe. <laughs> Yeah, but we did, like, you did the, basically, you did the double swerve, right? So, mm-hmm. the obvious, you did the obvious swerve of Moon attacking Banks, which we all saw a mile away. But then the d- double down on that swerve by having Bailey make the save. Mm-hmm. I love that a lot. I love that a lot. I think it was very good, Mikey. Very After, good booking. Thank you. After that segment, we have Cedric, the debuting Cedric Alexander, or the re-debuting, I guess. How dare you? Cedric Alexander taking on Drew Gulak in which Cedric Alexander picks up the victory. How dare you steal my superstars from me? (laughs) He was mine. We got a debuting Cedric Alexander getting a win on his uh, first episode back to SmackDown. Yeah, and a little bit of a 205 Live rematch. Oh, callback, yeah. callback, some, some waves there. I like it a lot. Hopefully Cedric just a little just a little, just a little nod to, to where they came from, you know. Yes, yeah, so next week I imagine it's gonna be Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. Uh and then Cedric Alexander will de- then de- move versus up Humberto Carrillo. Versus Humberto Carrillo. <laughs> then he's gonna take on Dominic Mysterio, maybe. I think that's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a verified cruiserweight classic. In the oh next wait, no, weeks. you got Akira Tozawa is the big enemy at the end of the line. He's the final boss. He's the final boss, Akira Tozawa. <laughs> There you go. All right. Well, after that match, we have a video package where it's Undisputed Era. Uh, it's Cole O'Reilly and Ruby Riot all together. And Adam Cole and O'Reilly have the tag titles, of course, after uh, they defended them on Sunday successfully. Mm-hmm. Cole speaks up. Drew, you better believe it's not over between us. I'm still on the hunt for that Universal title. See what I did there? And I don't plan on stopping after that little roadblock at Clash of Champions. I had to wrestle in two matches, so of course I wasn't 100% going into that that match. But I assure you that next time, when you take on Adam Cole at 100%, you'll end up on the shelf, and I'll end up champion. And that is undisputed. Fuck, dude. Mikey, this is a great booking. This is a great <laughs> show. I like this show a lot. God, the perfect the perfect heel promo to, to fend himself is like, you. I lost because I wasn't 100%, and you knew that. It's just the griminess of like I wasn't ready, so I lost. I wasn't ready. But I love I love that phrase is next time you face a hundred percent Adam Cole, you're hundred percent proof Adam Cole, 
you're gonna you're going to end up on the shelf and i'll end up champion this is such a great oh that's great i love that i love that so much god dang it raw's good as well <laughs> <laughs> all right after that video package we have a segment where sasha finds bailey backstage and starts to thank her for earlier and bailey cuts her off I wouldn't read too much into it. I only got some licks in on Moon to get some revenge for what she did to Asuka on Sunday. It doesn't mean we're suddenly friends again. I didn't forget what you did to me, and it still hurts. Don't think I'm just and don't think I'm just gonna walk away from that title you took off me either. Bailey leaves, and Sasha looks a little bit disappointed. Disappointed. An interesting emotion to convey here, Sasha Banks. Yeah, she seems a little disappointed that you know maybe the even though she was snack talking earlier, she was a little disappointed that uh, it may it may may, may not be in the the rekindling of their friendship. You know, it may not be in the cards. It may not be in the cards. The heart of the cards, Sasha Banks. After it, that, on, can that be someone? Sorry. So we have so we have the submission magician, and then we'll have the heart of the cards, Natalia. They, <gasps> is their gimmick? Is their gimmick Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. <laughs> you, Natalia will do the Yu-Gi-Oh hair. Joke, uh, jokes on you! I have no pathetic. I I have no pathetic moves in my move set. Uh, it does <laughs> it's talking. Natalia. She's like, she's like, ha! My grandfather, my grandfather's move set has no pathetic moves. Then she just runs on your back. Bounce <laughs> off the rope, runs off your back. Uh, perfect. Okay, nice. Moved on. After that, we have match number three, where it's Ziggler and Rude taking on the Street Profits, and Ziggler and Rude pick up the victory. Whoa! Big moment! Yeah, Ziggler and Rude getting a win after a while. Ziggler's first win in this universe. Ugh. He is now officially 1-9. Ziggler and Robert Rude pick up the win against the Street Profits. Big old win for Robbie Bobby Rude. Robbie Bobby. <laughs> Robert Rude five and nine, Dolph Ziggler one and nine. It's official, baby. Yeah, you love to see it. All right, after that match, sorry, go ahead. They were and they defeated who? The Street Profits. The Street Profits, yeah, big win. Interesting. Interesting. After that tag match, we have an in, a backstage interview with Niven and Larray about their match at Clash of Champions. Larray starts. We didn't come out on top Sunday, and that's fine. We're a relatively new team compared to the competition we had, and we still have some learning to do. Niven says, yeah, we aren't going to let that stop us from winning those titles one day. It's just another hurdle to jump, and we can do this. And besides, those new tag champs are pretty new as well. Piper winks at the camera and leaves with Larray. Is the wink at the camera just specifically to me? <laughs> yes. It is now. It's to the specific booker of Raw. He's <laughs> like, God dang it. I got to change my promo. God damn. Ah, geez. Okay. Uh, the, the original promo was, uh, the last line was like, there was a little bit of, besides, uh, there was a little bit of tension between those champs, don't you think? Because of the miscommunication from, um, uh, Morgan and Ripley? Yeah, that you mentioned. But then you were like, yeah, we have new tag champs. And I was like, well, interesting. <laughs> well, god dang it. Gotta fix that. <laughs> god dang it. Yes, officially. I've changed the titles. That's what you get for not changing. You could change the titles any week on SmackDown, technically, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I would just be like, ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, there we go. Well, after that 
interview, we have our main event. We have a four-match SmackDown, pretty segment-heavy, so I figured uh, four matches would make sense. After this, our main event, Charlotte Flair taking on Asuka. Charlotte Flair gets the victory. Oh, Charlotte Flair getting the victory here. Making her way back up to that title, maybe. Moving her way back to the title. I've noticed this. Maybe going for a three out of four horsewoman triple threat. Interesting. Interesting. Fatal four-way with Ember Moon instead of uh, Becky Lynch. (laughs) You can put Asuka in there as well. Asuka's like the fifth horsewoman. Make it a a five-pack challenge or whatever. Six pack challenge. Make it a six pack challenge. Throw in, throw in somebody else. Who we got? To throw in that six pack challenge. Let's throw in. Um, I'm looking at your roster. Let's throw in Ruby Riot. Make it a six pack challenge. Hell in a Cell. Armageddon. Hell in a Cell. W- women's title on the line. Charlotte Flair. Ruby Riot. Ember Moon. Oscar. Bailey. Sasha Banks. Let's do it. All right. Let's book it, baby. Book it. Uh, I love it. I thought this was very nice. I thought this was a very, very nice card. Um, Thank you. Charlotte Flair coming back up into the rankings of SmackDown. Could potentially be the next challenger for the those, not those, but the SmackDown women's title. I love the, fin, like I said, love the Finn Balor opening. Love the double turn. Not double turn, but double, what's swerve? Uh, Swerve. in the moon and Bailey thing. Uh, I hate Sergio Alexander going to SmackDown. Um, I love the Undisputed Era of Adam Cole promo. I thought that was very, very nice. Ziggler getting the win is always nice. Yeah, I thought this. I thought this was very nice. I thought this was very nice. I've noticed this. I've started, and you know, maybe I should have noticed this longer since we've been doing the show uh, for a while now. I really noticed like how Mikey books, how you book a little bit, Mikey, and that is. You rarely do matches with your world champion. You like you yeah. book you book in a very like old school style in that sense where your champions are doing like a lot of segments and promos and then they defend the title at a pay per view. You know what I mean? Like on a weekly TV, they're not in a match. They're just they're waiting until the pay per view. And I was and I like that because that way it keeps the champions like uh, this like this like a mythic th- thing you know like they're, they're like, a mountain they're a mountaintop yeah they're, they're a big mountain yeah like like they like you like they're not just someone it's like it's like the final boss right it's not just someone you face every day and because of that it allows you to showcase at least one more match or whatever for various people so you're able to do these sort of matches where it's like hey we're gonna put ziggler and rude together in street profits which i'm sure is also building up tag team contenders but that you can do that or you can have like you usually do, the women in the main event almost every single week. I mean, I could go through here and probably count up what percentage of your shows had women in the main event, and I would argue it's more than half. It's um, a good amount, I think. It's definitely a good amount, but you, you it's you tend to you, it, and because of that, like you're you tend to put the women up forward. You tend to put tag team up wrestling forward as well. Uh, I mean, last time you had. I mean, you also rarely have singles matches in the main event. I mean, you had done Champa a number of weeks ago for obvious forced we- reasons. <clears throat> done Oni Lorkin a couple weeks before that. Um, I'm just looking here. Tag match, tag match, tag match. You had Cole versus Ziggler. 
Dunn versus Joe tag match tag match oh street profits versus robert rude and dolph ziggler what is this episode 13 um that was a while ago sammy zane versus jeff hardy also sammy zane where's sammy zane i have no fucking idea do you know what you're gonna do with sammy zane not even a little bit i keep like bringing him up every now and again to be like look he's still here but i have no idea what the hell he's doing with that money in the bank briefcase i like how (laughs) i like how you sort of fucked yourself (laughs) you sort of screwed yourself in that manner like i know how much of a, a Sami Zayn fan you are but so you're like you're like oh great you got Sami Zayn on the roster and they use him a lot and then you put him in the money in the bank match and then he wins it and now it, i get the feeling that you're kind of like your hands are tied where you're like i don't know exactly when i, I need to no, do this yeah not a, like not a clue well, i don't know when i should cash in but because i don't know what to do with it i'm not, i'm just not gonna use Sami Zayn. and it's like oh honestly well, i would to talk to you about a possible something Interesting, uh, but it's weird. I'll they'll talk after the show then, or should we talk now? What would be more interesting to talk now during the podcast or talk during the show? I feel like we should talk uh, during the podcast. Okay, so I was thinking, uh, possibly having Sami Zayn cash in on on that on Roman Reigns's title. <laughs> <laughs> That's an idea. That I mean, I would while, have while to. It's like while it's like sort of vacant sort of not mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's interesting if he wins then he's a raw superstar which i think i'm fine with <laughs> <laughs> like you've lost so much of Sami Zayn, they're like ah fuck it i'll just lose the guy i that would be great honestly for a, a steal a superstar moment is like if i just yeah, take Sami that, Zayn. that was like my thought about it you know like while the wwe title is like sort of in the air right now mm-hmm that's when Sami Zayn strikes in the moment of uncertainty. That's the other problem with like any uh, uh, money to bank cash in is creating that moment of the cash in. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, you also have Sami Zayn still has that briefcase for another several months. So yeah, yeah, get... yeah. He's still good till till next money in the bank, right? Yes. So he's got he's got time. <laughs> he's got he's yeah, we got a minute. He's got until May of like, next year. It's like. Uh... It's just weird, you know? Now, you do have... You can do some title defenses, and you know I love me some title defenses. Yeah, of course. Um, And you know you have Detective Truth on that side. The person who I told you was going to be my uh, Money in the Bank winner. Yeah. (laughs) We we both had the... We we both had the... We both won the wrong Money in the Bank. But now you can use my idea, I guess, for Detective Truth. For Detective Hard Truth. (laughs) <laughs> which i love i i i i i was tweeting it out to a friend of the show um rob recently and i wrote out detective hard truth and i just capitalized the r and hard i was like yep yeah, this is how you spell it detective it. hard it hard truth um it out. so thoughts on that i guess uh, uh i'm intrigued i don't know if i would want to use it yet for reasons um which i can't say <laughs> at all but uh i i'm intrigued by that idea at the very least the problems i mean i'll be honest the problem with current wwe Sami Zayn is i don't see him as a wwe champion currently 
Mm-hmm. I, you would have to be built up into that role, I would think. But, like, on, I can see why it's tough on SmackDown. Because on SmackDown, you've been pushing Balor, McIntyre, Strowman, Orton. Now Cole. Cole. Uh, I can see Adam Cole versus Sami Zayn being a very good title match. Yeah. But, yeah, I can see why you're in a I feel like spot. I feel like, though, if Sami's cashing in, it's going to be a heist sort of scenario, you know? Yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna catch him. He's not. He's not gonna do like the John Cena cash in where he's like, "I'm giving you one week's notice." No, Sami Zayn's gonna like sneak up behind somebody, rail him with the briefcase, and then cash in, and then hit him with the haluva kick, exactly. and uh, hit the win. But when did when that happen? I'm very intrigued. When will that happen, if at all, or will it happen on Raw or SmackDown? I guess audience at home, you just gotta wait and see. The best way to wait and see is by subscribing. That's how you do a transition into an ad read. Uh, So we did that. That's the episode. That's this week's episode, everybody. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. Of course, like I said, you can subscribe to listen to uh, uh, every single week's episode of Hit the Books every single Friday. Uh, And, of course, on the same feed, you get that uh, extra bonus episodes of – not bonus episodes, but the bonus feed drops of uh, Independent Waters. Yeah, uh, Mikey, plug that ba- that bad boy, please. Yeah, uh, every Wednesday here on the Hit the Books Network and on its own independent feed, we have Independent Waters. Uh, it is a show where me and my friend Zach Batista go through the independent wrestling scene and pick out some uh, some hidden treasures that we uh, that we found online, scouring the interwebs for great matchups, and uh, you know, just loving independent wrestling. We're like we're we're, we're both. We were both a little bit newbies coming into in, in the indie scene, you know. We were uh, WWE marks, AEW. We're, we're big company marks, I guess. So we were <laughs> excited. We were excited to to take a dip into uh, some smaller scenes and discover discover so many new wrestlers and new names, and it's super cool. You should go check it out for sure, and leave that five star review on iTunes. Yes, go check it out. Um, I would definitely highly recommend it. Um, I can't wait. I, I love recommending matches to y'all because I've been in the, the, the independent world a lot longer. And mm-hmm. I love inter- uh, teasing those sort of matches. I highly recommend, Mikey, for you or Zach to look at current Ring of Honor television. You can watch these episodes for free. They're currently doing their pure title tournament. Um, All right. It is All right. very good, Mikey. And I know you. And it's less. And obviously, it's more grapple heavy. But I still think it does a very good job. Um. So I. It, but because I know what your interests are, it's. But like the presentation and everything about it, it doesn't. You. It's happening in an empty arena, but it doesn't feel like it at all. Mm. The action just feels very like constant and fluid and you're always and you don't remember that there's not an audience there it's very very good and i highly recommend i'm very that. interested in that uh can i give a little bit of a spo- uh, possible spoiler for next episode because i know one of the matches that's uh going to be reviewed Ooh, yeah for episode number three of indie waters episode four yes you're right continue <laughs> what do i what so am i in charge of this podcast network <laughs> episode four of indie waters uh we have a crazy match that Ryan recommended to me a long time ago. Um, and it's, I think one of your favorites. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I asked Zach if he would be interested in reviewing do fixer versus blood generation. 
Oh my god, you're finally watching it. I watched it before. I've seen it before. Oh, you Match have. is nutty. Zach has not seen it before, and I'm very excited to get his, his consensus on it. Zach's gonna love it. <laughs> Zach's gonna love it. God, if you have not seen Do Fixer vs. Blood Germination, it is on six-man action, Dragon Gate, old Ring of Honor TV back in the day. Uh, oh my god. Match is nutty. What that a is absolutely bonkers. She, that, it's one of those matches that you're like, oh yeah, Shima is like the king at trios matches. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Dragon Gate. Oh my god, so good. That that match is so good. I'm so happy. I can't wait for that. I can't wait to listen to that episode. So yeah, know, I'm so excited. <laughs> if you want to listen to that episode, subscribe to this podcast feed or Independent Waters podcast feed. Check that out. You can also follow us on Twitter at Hit the Books Pod. There you can tweet at us. All your nonsensical hashtags like make Balor great again or make Balor cool again. Make Balor cool again. And everything else. And more importantly, you can there vote. It's going to be the CA. You can there vote in the poll at the top of our Twitter page at hit the books pod and vote every, I think the poll goes for two days after I post it. So it's like Saturday into Sunday after this episode drops, you can vote on whose card did you like more do you like my raw card main event being brian versus rollins or did you like mikey smackdown card main event charlotte flair versus oscar which man when when we do those like uh the the cards for like the main event versus the main event this one's gonna be insane (laughs) oh my god yeah I'm dude. I'm excited. This is we're on the road to hell in the cell. I'm very excited. If I was like, ju- if I was voting and I saw those two cards, I would be like, <gasps> be like, God, oh, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, what do I pick? And that's what you got to answer, folks at home. You have to pick which did you like more, Raw or SmackDown. So again, go to at Hit the Books Pod on Twitter and go vote. Uh, anything else, Mikey? I think that about wraps it up. Go check out our website, acbpod.com, where you can find everything about this podcast. Yes, we have the full archive back there, htbpod.com, full archive to go look up. Also, go to our YouTube channel to look at video versions of the podcast as well. If you if... Oh, and, uh, and on YouTube, a little bit of a surprise coming next month. Yes, <laughs> assuming everything works out. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It timing works out well, but uh, assuming everything else works out, we'll, well, I guess we'll announce that. I guess as, as it gets closer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, well, not yet. We'll, we'll leave. We'll leave everyone on on the. Uh, we'll leave everyone on a cliffhanger here. Yes. There's a possible surprise coming down the line. Yeah. So all the more reason to subscribe to that YouTube channel. Um. So go check us out on at Hit the Books Podcast on YouTube. That is it for this week's episode. Oh, and also leave a review. Leave a five-star more review. We'd appreciate it on Apple Podcasts. Five six-star reviews or six five-star reviews. On Apple Podcasts, we would greatly appreciate it. So go do that. It's very important. So we would, obviously, like I said, greatly appreciate it if you can do that. That is it for this week's episode of Hit the Books. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back all new next week. Until then, we've got two words for you. Book it.
This has been a Countout Podcast.